case you need to see a doctor <laughs> and a plastic surgeon cheers cheers <laughs> anyways high noon vodka and soda drinks are delicious are fucking amazing i love that they're called sun sips because sun sips yeah they're called sun sips why look under the high noon why sun sips because they're like a taste of sunshine every time you take a sip are they yes reminds me of summer Reminds me of delicious. <laughs> yeah, they are so good. And they are the only, not the only good flavor, but the best flavor is the lime. And that is hard to find. Mm-hmm. So. I don't even like lime that much, but these are delicious. Yeah, they're super good. Any way, as Katie would say. Any way. Any who. Because Katie's a southern gentleman. I'm a southern belle. Southern belle, I guess, not a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a hang down. So we have exciting news. Actually, when you guys hear this... Are you pregnant again? Oh, gross. No. <laughs> God. Oh. Hell no. Nah. As we sit here and drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a baby in there. I'm drinking my honey. Um, that's what happens when you move out to the country. <laughs> you, you develop that accent? Yeah, you develop the accent. You drink honeyans while you're pregnant. You stand barefoot in your own front yard with a baby on your hip. And a All cigarette hanging from your lip. <laughs> um... Uh, hopefully this will be out before, but there's a good chance it won't. So, if not, we've already been to the Masonic Hashtag Temple. goals. <laughs> there's a good chance it won't. Well, because this is our second episode of the day, and we still have one in waiting, so. That's right, that's right. I seriously doubt it'll be out in a week. But, we will tell you all about it when we get back, but after this, after you hear this, we have already gone to the Masonic Temple in Norfolk. Yes, we're going with Daryl Marston and, and Mustafa. Mustafa. Gatalori from yes. Ghost Hunters, and we're going uh, with our friend Ray Savino's promotion company, Flu Mary Promotions. So it's going to be so much fun. And I think his group, RTL Paranormal, is going to be there with us. Yes, it's going to be so much fun. In fact, my friend Maggie is joining us. I know. I just found this out. So I've never exciting. met her, so you're going to love her. I am very excited. Yeah, you're going to love her. More people to have drinks with. I'm good. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> and where we're staying is like right on the water in downtown. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's going to be gorgeous. It is going to be so much fun. Hopefully we have good weather. But either way, it's going to be so cool. And on the next episode, we will tell you about it. Yeah. The place is 19,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. And people have died there. I mean, the place is gorgeous and it's huge. It's huge. It's bigly. And it's going to be amazing. So hopefully we have some evidence to bring back with us. 
but if we don't, you never know. It's still gonna be fun. It's still cool. gonna be fun. Because it's like a weekend away. So. Yeah, and we get to hang out with. I'm okay with that. Fucking awesome people that we've met and. Yeah. Hunt for ghosts. So. I know it's gonna be weird because we've interviewed both of them on our show. Yeah, and but then now we're we gonna, get to like meet them. We're gonna meet them in person and be like, "Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember me? Do you know? You don't remember? Okay, cool. That's why we're gonna have to go in like <laughs> with what we did with ETGS." And have, like, the quote-unquote water bottles, but have them filled with, like, Truly and vodka and, um, like... 100%. Yeah, and be like, what's up, guys? Like, have you been drinking? We're going to be like, what? No. Yeah, and it's okay, because even if they do hear this episode, they it won't be out till after we get back. They're going to be like... <laughs> those um, twats. What else you got in those backpacks? Be like, <laughs> uh, you want me to share? Well, when I went to Hales Bar Dam in Tennessee, we were not... We were not allowed... To bring alcohol in. So maybe I'll reach out to Ray. And, well, no. I had um, a water bottle filled with vodka in my backpack. And the goddamn spirit box said Mandy Vodka. Right. And I was like, oh, shit. But I like, no. Not every, me. Like, no one really paid attention to that. So I was like, there's definitely vodka in my backpack. <laughs> every time I went back to the cabin, I think they thought I was, like, making a drink and then going to come back. But really, I was just refilling my bottle and right. coming back. <laughs> So. Take, like, a whole handle of Tito's and be like, we're good, we're good. Hopefully it's not more clear this time where they're like, Mandy is drinking vodka right. in the building. This bitch yeah. has Tito's. Like, I would never, ever do that. It is, it's high noon, okay? It's not Tito's. It's high noon mixed with Tito's. Yeah. 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 Last time we did. High noon is my mixer. Right. Last time we did. Tito's mixed with Truly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we'll do it mixed with High Noon. Sun Sips. <laughs> Sun Sips. <laughs> All right. Well, so. You had something creepy happening. I did. And I've been dying to tell you. Okay. So you guys know that I've had like little things happening in my new house. And now they're starting to involve my six and a half year old son. Mm-hmm. And so I have my son, obviously, and then I have one of my best friend's sons during the week while we're doing virtual school. And I guess on either Thursday or Friday of last week, Austin comes upstairs, and I guess the school day was over or just finishing or whatever, and I was upstairs, and Austin comes flying up the stairs, and my friend's son, Liam was still downstairs on the computer. Mm-hmm. And Austin comes upstairs, and it's, you know, he says it very nonchalantly. And he's like, Mommy, I keep hearing this voice. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Can you expand on that? Right. And he's, <laughs> and he's just looking at me like, this is no big deal. This happens all the time. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean you hear a voice? And he's like, well, it's a voice that keeps saying my name. It keeps saying, Austin, Austin. And I'm like, well, what does it sound like? And he was like, well, it kind of sounds like a boy, but a little older, but it's not a grown-up. And I'm Mm. like, okay. And do you hear this often? And he said, no. It's only been happening today. And it's happened a lot, but it's not close to me. It sounds like it's far away. Uh, So I said, is it in the same room? Or what, I I don't understand. Yeah. And he said, it sounds like they're in the same room, but far away, but at the same time in my head. 
that is a lot. And I was like, okay. And he goes, but it's okay. I'm not scared. I'd be okay if it happened again. Yeah, what does that even mean? I was like, like, well, what, what, all he heard was his name? So what I took it as was that in the best way that he could describe it is I think he heard it and what he meant by in his head was probably he thought it was in his head because Liam didn't hear it. Okay. Because he was the only one that heard it, but and he Liam said it. Liam was down there. Liam was with oh, him. Okay. Yeah. And it sounded far away because it wasn't a whisper. It was yeah. audible, but it, you know, it wasn't like right up near him. Right. So it sounded like it was kind of like farther off in the room, but it was still close enough to where he could hear it. Mm-hmm. So you know how like you told me about like what happened next to you? Like when you were blow drying or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I heard it. Yeah, that's what, well, that's what it reminded me of when you told me. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I know exactly. Because I could hear it, no problem, but no one else could hear it. Yeah, and so that's kind of what I gathered when he said it was in my head, but it wasn't. Yeah. I think he just kind of thought that because Liam didn't hear it, but he could. Yeah. So then... Yesterday, we were sitting on the couch, and we were watching TV, and, you know, I was, like, scrolling on my phone reading something, and he just looks up, and he's like, what, Mommy? I'm like, what do you mean? Oh. I know. hmm Yeah, I got that sinking feeling. And I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah. And he was like, what, Mommy? And I was <laughs> like, why are you saying what, Mommy? He's like, you called my name. You said Austin. Yeah. I was like, no, I didn't. He's like, yes, you did. You said it three times. And I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't say anything. And by the way, if I said it three times, you should have responded to me on the first time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you trying to get yourself in trouble here, Right. Kid? So <laughs> thank you for being honest with me that it took three times. However. Yeah. I didn't say anything. Yeah. That is Not a word. strange. Yeah. So now, not only is my mom hearing my voice. Yeah, that's Saying right. mom. Now my son is hearing my voice. Your mom's even seen you. My mom has seen me. Twice. That wasn't her. Twice. And now my son is hearing my voice say Austin. And a male voice. Yeah, and now he's hearing a male that, from what he's describing, I'm guessing sounds like a teenager. Yeah. Do you think it could be your brother? Maybe. But my brother didn't sound like a teenager, but Austin wouldn't know any different. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm assuming... It he does... still was young, you know? He wasn't far away from being a teenager. Yeah. I'm assuming he's using it for what he would think. Like, it doesn't sound like grandpa. Yeah, But it right. doesn't sound like my friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I would think. I mean, it easily could be my brother. Yeah. My brother was in my last house. Why couldn't he be here? Right. Like, he could just be visiting. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, he's hearing it. You know, it's not like... He's been hearing it this whole time that you've been there. And I've been touched on my porch now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, we have that little weeping redbud next to the porch. Yeah. It'll be completely still outside, and I'll be, like, smoking a cigarette on my porch in the middle of the night. and oh. be dead fucking silent, and all of a sudden, one branch from that little tree will just start shaking violently. Yeah, that's And then I'll weird. hear footsteps coming up the side of my house. Yeah. The branch will stop shaking once the footsteps get up to the porch, which I can see, mind you. Right. And then I'll feel like two fingers kind of go like this. Oh, yeah, that's weird. On me. And then I'm like, okay, 
I know you're here. Yeah. I, I can't see you. Yeah. And then I'll be like, make the tree shake again. And then the whole tree will start violently shaking. What? Yeah. I mean, it's just, a, it's a young tree. It's not like this giant. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, for those I've listening. Yeah, Well, yeah, no, for those listening. That's it's, true. It's a but very still. young tree. We only planted it a year ago. But still, yeah. Yeah, it starts off as one branch shaking. Like the branch closest to me, it'll be like one little branch shaking out of the entire tree. And it's dead still. But I'll hear somebody like pacing on the side of my house just off the porch. And I'll walk to the edge of my porch and look. Yeah. And there's nothing. And I heard the horses again. You did? I heard it again the other day. What? This time it sounded like two. But I was sitting out front this time, not out back. Okay. And it didn't sound like galloping or anything. It just sounded like two walking horses. Weird. Yeah. But it was like two o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. So I was just literally just sitting on the porch, scrolling on my phone, just getting some air. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It was really cool. Yeah. I was a little taken aback that I was touched. Well, like, yeah. Like, there's a lot of times where I'm out front sitting on my porch, and I know I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... And I'm not talking about, like, I feel like somebody's looking out their window at me. Right. Or, like, yeah. somebody's outside. Like, I feel like on my porch, mm-hmm. or, like, directly in my front yard, I am not alone. Yeah, I've gotten that feeling in my yard many times. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, like, every house in my neighborhood, they put, like, a lamp post in the front yard. Like, it's very pretty looking. But the houses are not, like, super far apart. In fact, most people hate the neighborhood because they're like, oh, the houses are too close together. (laughs) But it's like the house in, like, Edward Scissorhands or or the neighborhood or um, Poltergeist where it's, like, these perfect... Cookie cutter houses. Just right next to each other, yeah. It's yeah. like the perfect little neighborhood. Yeah, it's a cookie cutter subdivision. Yeah. But, you know, everyone has this really cute, like, something you would see in a Christmas decoration, like a lamp post, mm-hmm. and then these nice porches that you can put chairs on or whatever. And then those have, like, re- the porches have recessed lighting. So mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, I can see my whole front yard between the lamp post and then turning on my porch lights. Yeah. So I can see my front yard. Yeah, and, that is very nice. <laughs> but it's like... <clears throat> you so, can see there's no one there. I can see there is not a fucking thing there. Yeah. You know, very oftentimes it'll be dead silent. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can <laughs> feel it. But, you know, there have been a couple times now where in the middle of the night I'll be like watching TV. The lights are on. I can very clearly see something now in the corner of my room. Just Really? Like, yeah. Just like move. And it'll yeah. be quick. It'll, it'll look like two hands or something. Yeah. And then it's just as gone as fast as I saw it. And I'm like... I know this is not my imagination now. Maybe it's a glitch in the matrix. Mayhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or like I'll be downstairs and I think I see something in front of the sliding glass door. Not outside. Yeah. Inside. inside. And I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see shit now and I know I'm not crazy because I'm not even looking for it. Yeah. No, that's. That's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know what causes that, but your son's hearing stuff now. I don't know. As long as he's not scared and there's nothing malicious. Yeah. You know, and nobody's fucking with people's sleep and no one's getting, like, messed with. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've the been second Austin, with that stuff my whole life. It's yeah. Funny. And the second Austin said, I'm okay with it. I'd be okay if it happened again. I'm not scared. Yeah. Like, I, I was this close to being like, why aren't you, why do, why would you say you're not scared? Yeah. But I was not going to open that door because my son is afraid of everything. Yeah, exactly. Everything. We, you don't want to open that door, but. No. So, and I just thought it would be cool to tell you because obviously we're into that shit. 
Yeah, no, that's really cool. And, you know, I've experienced stuff like that with my kids, too. Sometimes it did turn a little scary, but yeah, nothing crazy happened, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, seriously. All right, well, we will be right back with something completely different. We are talking about something of the extraterrestrial sort. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. George Takei. going to be making jokes about the failure to storm Area 51. Well, that wasn't on my agenda. Damn it! But I will allow you to do so at the end of this episode. Fuck yes! (laughs) Night made. You're welcome. (laughs) So, tonight, I am just doing a very brief summary and a little bit of what might be proof of the Roswell, New Mexico 1947 crash. Uh Uh-huh. Because I don't think we've ever talked about this stuff on our episode. No, we absolutely have not. Yes, we absolutely have not. Roswell happened in 1947. Roswell's a place, but you're talking well, about this, I'm e- saying this, like, this event. All right, let me explain better. The incident in Roswell happened in 1947 in the summertime and the u.s army air forces sent out a press release announcing that they recovered a flying disc from a ranch near roswell more than 70 years later the incident remains a defining aspect of the area's identity it is the only defining aspect of the area's identity i think i think no one except the people who live there Knew where Roswell was, what it was, yeah, before this happened, because there's absolutely fucking nothing there. Literally, there's like literally nothing except the weird, you know, a couple weird like UFO themed places, like the restaurants, diners, and, all that and kind shit of stuff. like that. Yeah. yeah. So it would be interesting to go if you were actually allowed to go there, but I'm not gonna go all the way to Roswell, New Mexico, for a diner just to not be allowed <laughs> in there. Yeah, no, not happening. That's like a whole tourist thing. Oh, yeah. It's super touristy, but I would much rather go That's to, like, weird. the Caribbean or something. Right. Give me a beach, not yeah. a desert. If they were like, okay, Roswell, it all happened. You can come tour the facility. I'd be yes. like, I'm there. I know. Just like Vegas. I could give two shits about Vegas, but because Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum is there, I'm right. like, take me. That's literally right the only reason we want to go there. Yes. Just- I want to be around all the haunted objects. Yes. And then <laughs> we will leave the desert and come home. Right. Exactly. Like, I have no interest. <laughs> but so if... If we were able to do more in Roswell, of course, I would right. want to go there. Right. But as of right now, it's still locked down. They still have all those no trespassing signs, like, you'll be shot if you come in. Like, all sorts of stuff, yeah. you know? So, 
No thanks. Right. Doesn't Big sound pass. doesn't sound super fun to me. <laughs> you mean that's not her next field trip? <laughs> but the town boasts... That could be my birthday trip. Just kidding. No, let's go somewhere better than that. You don't want to go to New Mexico? No. <laughs> the town boasts a UFO museum and research center, a flying saucer inspired McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> alien themed streetlights, even an extraterrestrial <clears throat> family. Stranded in a broken down UFO on the side of Route 285. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've seen pictures of that. So I'm like, well, none of that is worth my time traveling, traveling there. I'm not even sure it's worth Googling the pictures. (laughs) Well, I will do that. (laughs) I'm surprised I'm not looking at them right now. But yeah, behind all the UFO mania lies an uneasy truth with admitted cover ups and conflicting explanations The events that transpired that summer are anything but clear cut, which still to this day, like you're hearing all sorts of conspiracy theories on it. No one fucking knows. It was a saucer. It was a spycraft. It was the Soviets and new ones still emerging, which is true. New ones are all the time still coming. And it was a weather balloon. All of that shit. Mm -hmm. But the fact is the government did everything they could and took extreme measures to keep people out of that base. So whether it was extraterrestrial or what, something was going on in that military base at that time. Something is still going on there because well, yeah, you, you still get, cannot get near it. You can't yeah. go anywhere near it. Right. So these are the agreed upon facts about the Roswell crash. So sometime between mid June and early July, 1947, my dad was born in July of 1947. That explains everything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was him. He crash landed there and he was really an alien That baby. explains No everything. wonder I'm into the paranormal. Right? <laughs> well, rancher W.W. <clears throat> Mac Brazel found wreckage on his sizable property in Lincoln County, New Mexico, which was approximately 75 miles north of Roswell. Several flying discs and flying saucer stories had already appeared in the national press that summer in that area. Which led Brazel to believe that the wreckage, which included rubber strips, tinfoil, and thick paper, might be something of that ilk. Ilk. <laughs> hey, was this written vocab. in 1947? That's your vocab word of the day, guys. <clears throat> ilk. Look it up. And then get back to us with a thesis <laughs> with 15 synonyms. And we will share that shit. Because <laughs> yeah. we'll be like, guess what we didn't know? <laughs> They're going to be like, fuck you guys, I'm turning it off. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. I like, was just joking. You said ilk, I'm out. <laughs> just you wait. said thesis, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brazel brought some of the material to the sheriff, George Wilcox of Roswell, which I'm picturing him as a you know one of those sheriffs on the shows where like nothing happens in the town because it's such a fucking dead town. Yeah, like a Barney where he's like, type like. Yeah, where he's like, all right, I'll look into it. I'm you picturing, know I mean? like, the hat from, like, the guy with on Curious George. <laughs> yeah. With, like, the circle <laughs> lens glasses, and he's like, well, guys. Yeah, like, they have, like, a sheriff and a deputy and, like, nothing That's else. That's it. That's the police force. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Sheriff Wilcox brought, the, brought it to the attention of Colonel William Blanchard, a commanding officer at the Roswell Army Airfield. R-A-A-F, in case you were wondering. Yes. So the next day, 
The RAAF released a statement writing that many rumors regarding a flying disc became a reality yesterday when the intelligence office of the 509th Bomb Group of the 8th Air Force Roswell Army Field Jesus. was fortunate enough to gain possession of a disc through the cooperation of one of the local ranchers and the sheriff's office of Chavez County. But... <laughs> <laughs> they are. They were excited, and they posted a statement admitting to the fact that they were granted access to this farm or ranch, and they had in their possession a flying disc. Right. So, according to that statement, an intelligence officer, Major Jesse Marcel, oversaw the RAAF's investigation of the crash site and the recovered materials. So that is what they initially put, because they were like, what the fuck? This is going to put Roswell on the map, which yeah. it did. Yeah. Um, Does it say anything about the size? No. It Damn. just said that they had the good fortune of being able to... Being able to see it. Yeah. Okay. So the following day, the Roswell Daily ran a story about the crash and the RAAF's astonishing claims. But U.S. Army officials quickly reversed themselves on the flying saucer claim, stating that the found debris was actually from a weather balloon releasing photographs of Major Marcel posing with the pieces of the supposed weather balloon debris as proof. Well, if you're posing with debris for a picture, you don't give a fuck if it's a weather balloon. Yeah. Um, and also, the fact that and after clearly this... clearly they didn't know it was a weather balloon either. No. They're like, oh the my next God, look guess, at this. Yeah. They're not posing like, look, I found a crashed weather balloon. Take a picture of me. They're not doing that. Mm-mm. And the fact that Roswell went so... So, so locked down after this weather balloon. Right. No, no. You're not locking the shit down even more where you're putting up signs that you will be shot if you cross this fence. All yeah. Stuff. You're not doing that for a weather balloon. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm still not saying it was a UFO, but I'm saying it could have been like, you know, some sort of Russian intelligence that crashed there well, or technically, whatever. I mean, if you Which break is a it, UFO. Well, yeah, yeah, well, technically it is a UFO. Right. I, I, I mean, it, it's very base. Yeah, no, that, yeah, exactly. It really is. But you can't tell me it was a weather balloon and that to this day they're still locked down like that. Yeah, no way. There's no fucking Mm-mm, way. No way. So at this time it was called the disc craze. And there's all these... Um, newspaper articles called like the disc craze continues and you know like I said people were seeing these discs in the air before this guy reported his uh, the debris in his yard. That's crazy. So could you imagine like at a time where you know we see planes a hundred times a day mm -hmm. we see strange things a million times a day. Like, things that we don't even bat an eye at because they've been normal our entire lives. Right. In the 40s, there yeah. were not nearly as many planes flying in the sky as there are now. Mm-hmm. There were not nearly as much shit in the sky as there is now. And plane, airplane wreckage would have been much more um, identifiable. And They would have known immediately. And weather balloons would have looked much different as well. Yeah. But... I mean, how many times have we seen videos that people have taken with their cell phones, mind you, of like weird dots and shit in the sky, like weird lights. And you're like, uh, yeah, what the fuck is that? And you literally cannot explain it. Or some government easily probably could, but they're not going to. Right. But could you imagine in the 40s when you 
a lot of these people, especially in somewhere like Roswell, New Mexico, except for near the airbase, mm-hmm. they probably don't see fucking planes very often. I mean, I'm pretty sure Roswell is not, not next to an airport. So for them to see this and it's a saucer or a disc or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. to see this shit and some farmer on a ranch is like, oh, look at this shit. Hell yeah. I can't even imagine seeing this. You oh, know? Right. I know. I mean, regardless of what it was, which... I'm privy to the alien side of things because I just want it to be that. Yeah. Something wasn't right and the government was like, we need to hide this shit. Yes. You know what I mean? So for decades, many UFO researchers were skeptical of the government's changed account in 1994, which I would be skeptical too, you know, because they started out saying, holy shit, we found a disc. And then all of a sudden they're like, lock it down. We didn't find anything. You know what I mean? It was a fucking weather balloon. Yeah. Um, The U.S. Air Force released a report in which they conceded. Oh, this was in 1994. The Air Force released a report in which they conceded that the weather balloon story was bogus. Obviously. (laughs) No one bought it in the first place, guys. But... So in their explanation, the wreckage came from a spy device created for an until then classified project called Project Mogul. The device, a connected string of high altitude balloons equipped with microphones, was designed to float over the USSR, detecting sound waves at a stealth distance. The balloons would uh, monitor the Soviet government's attempts at testing their own atomic bomb. Because Project Mogul was a covert operation, the new report claimed a false explanation of the crash was necessary to prevent giving away the details of their spy work. But this is almost 50 years later that they're changing their story. Right. And why would anyone give a shit about something? I mean, the Soviets wouldn't even give a shit about that. To me, after you've already admitted that the first thing you said was a lie, like your next explanation isn't going to seem any like clearer. No. It's going to be like, you're just giving us another reason because everyone knows it wasn't a weather balloon. Right. So they're trying to give us a more plausible... Lie. Lie. Exactly. Yeah. And it sucked. <clears throat> um, other elements of the Roswell story, namely some eyewitness accounts that were alien bodies were taken from the site. Apparently they were explained as fallen parachute test dummies in a more extensive follow-up report in 97. Uh-huh. Because there were so many people... That saw bodies taken from this crash site. In the middle of nowhere. No, these are, um, I know, it doesn't say on here, but from other things I've read, these were people who had then retired from the military that uh-huh. claimed to have seen them pulling these bodies I from see. the wreckage. I but, see. And on a few accounts, I've heard that most seemed deceased, but there was a few that were still alive. Okay. I don't follow alien stuff, yeah. so that's why it's not I was saying confused. that right there. But um, I have I have read that. So uh-huh. most of these accounts actually are from people who were involved in this whole inter or like investigation and mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, um, Roger Launius. <laughs> I'm so good with names. <laughs> My pronunciation is amazing. A historian and retired curator for the Division of Space History at the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum. We can go there. Yeah, we can. I've been there. Let's talk to this guy. Says those two reports close most of the remaining questions about Roswell. No, it doesn't. Well, what that's what they're trying to do. Though. Clearly, yeah. So that you're like, oh, well, then why the fuck is it still right. then why top can't... secret shut down like... 
It's more than your normal military base. Planes can't even fly within like a freaking hundred miles in that airspace of Roswell. Right. So, okay. Yeah. And most military bases in the U.S., you can get onto. You just have to show your driver's license. Yeah. And I've accidentally done that twice now. (laughs) You accidentally drove onto military bases? Yeah, twice. By taking a wrong turn. Because first of all, Siri took me the wrong way when I was in Orlando. God damn you. I turned. I was just going to Walmart. <laughs> and you're like, hey, I was following whatever. Yeah. No, listen, that one was worse. I turned down oh this God. road and all of a sudden, this is where my GPS told me. It was like, you know, turn left at the light or whatever. I turned down and all of a sudden there's two men with humongous guns yeah. in front of my car. Yeah. And I was like, huh, this isn't Walmart. Oh, shit. And so I pulled up and they came to my car and I was like, I'm just trying to go to Walmart. I said, I put it in my GPS and my phone, and it took me this way. So what did they do? They let me drive onto the base and do a U-turn and come off. Yeah. And all I do is show them my driver's license. It was yeah. like, no big deal. And yeah. then on my last vacation um, earlier this year, I got off on the wrong exit, and the same thing happened. I got in this line where I was on a military base. And there's all these cars. There must have been an event going on. But all I had to do was, like, show my ID. And I was like, I'm not trying to stay here. Like, how do I do a U-turn? <laughs> You're like, we're not here for this event. And same thing happened. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they still let me drive on. Yeah. And Roswell? Fuck no. That's not happening. You can't even go within miles yeah, of it. Yeah, that's not happening. Have so. you seen those YouTube videos of people on, like, dirt bikes thinking they're being sneaky? And they're, like, trying to go the back way, like, over the mountain? And there's people with, like, fucking... And spotlights and shit? Yeah, there's people with, like, machine guns and shit. Mm -hmm. And they just show up out of nowhere, and the next thing you know, there's, like, a gun against your fucking head, and you're surrounded, and they're like... I have not. I'm gonna look that up. They're like, uh, where are you going? And they're like, oh, we're just dirt biking. And they're like, sure you are. Turn around and leave now. They take copies of your driver's license. They look through your bags, your pockets. I have everything. heard and stories it's the, about it's the military. Well, that makes sense that you said they sh- they ask for your driver's license because I've heard stories about you know like the quote unquote men in black. Yeah, coming to people's homes and like threatening them if they ever tell what they saw, even though they didn't even get anywhere near the base. It's like special forces, I think. Yeah, but they call them the men in black. I guess they're in suits or something. But well, yeah, because like a you lot of people un- that have been in that area have have uh, reported that they're kind of like, you know how there's like unmarked vehicles. They're <laughs> like you don't know who they're affiliated with, kind right. of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I promise you guys, though, if I'm ever approached by the men in black, I will still tell you about it. <laughs> She'll just drop her pants because this podcast <laughs> will be my evidence. Oh my god, yeah. And if I go missing, you all will have my back and be like, she just told us the men in black came to her house. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, I was there. We were recording. (laughs) So, um, anyways, he's saying they closed the remaining questions about Roswell, which was their plan. This story has been revolved, Launius says. (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm not sure I'm saying that right. Anyway, he was absolute. He (laughs) said. Yeah. Said. (laughs) Lim Launius. The story has been resolved. Has absolutely every question been answered? I can't say that. But I'm not sure that there are significant holes in the story. Okay. Yeah. And they go on to say, you do not divulge state secrets in the context of national security. 
my surmise is they probably saw the initial flying saucer explanation as a useful cover story. Yeah, and then they did another cover story. And it was all, it all sucked. And that's why the entire country, if not the world, is like, excuse me, I call bullshit. Yeah. You guys haven't answered shit. You suck at this game. Right. You're still locked down like Fort Knox. And right. And you're willing to shoot if you get too close. You're willing to kill yeah. people over what? Yes. Your lies. This isn't even national security. This is like global security. If there is if it's even extraterrestrials, anything. though, yeah. that they're trying to hide, that doesn't just affect the U.S. No, it affects the whole world. Yeah. So Russia probably is in on it if it's something like that. If it's that. Because. I yeah. Th- I mean, they have one of the biggest space stations, right? Or the only big space station? They're the. They're like the other big, like the whole like space race thing. Yeah. That's them and us, right? Yeah. Our space we programs, we do, we do like everything with the Russians in space. Right. And if it is aliens, like that's cool. And I'm totally cool with it. But if it's At aliens. At least be a little bit more transparent about it. Shit. If it's aliens that are coming here to harm us, that's different. I'm not cool with I that. don't need to know. At all. Um, I'm not in that need to know category. Yeah, no, <laughs> Just take no. care of it. <laughs> All right. So Donald Schmidt, I can say that name. <laughs> Nailed it. A UFO researcher who has spent nearly three decades investigating the Roswell incident and is the co-founder of the International UFO Museum and Research Center in Roswell, says that the explanation makes little sense. Well, we kind of got that. Right. We gathered. Thanks for we stating the that. obvious, Donald. The flying saucer, in quotation story, he contends, was so ostentatious that it was bound to draw attention to the area, which, and given the sensitive material, um, the military operations at the time, and the interests of the War Department, it would seem highly counterproductive. I'm not sure what that means. I'm going to listen back to that in a minute. I feel like he was using big words. Well, that was, that was like the a whole... scientist guy? Well, no, but that was a whole lot of, I don't have anything to say. Yeah. Because it he literally said nothing. Well, he's here's another statement from him. Fantastic. <laughs> Two hours west of Roswell, the first atomic bomb was detonated. Mm-hmm. You had ongoing atomic research at Los Alamos. You had all this testing of captured German V-2 rockets at White Sands. And at Roswell, you had the first atomic bomb squadron headquartered. The thought that they would have intentionally set up any type of publicity as a distraction, question mark, if anything, they needed less attention. That makes sense. That does make sense. And that is an excellent point. It is. So That whole desert has always been like a bombing test site. Right. So what I think in this, right, that we just talked about, this situation, I think there was the people were reporting seeing flying discs like that week mm-hmm. recently, you mm-hmm. know, and the police station or the, the police officers. <laughs> the, the sheriff two. and the deputy. <laughs> yeah. Rocky <laughs> and Bullwinkle thought it was i think um i think they were getting these reports and then all of a sudden this guy calls him and he has proof on his property he has one that crashed on his property Uh so the next day they're like we just were lucky enough to find a flying saucer ourselves and you know what i mean they were our flying disc they called it yeah and then 
whoop, the government swoops in and they're like, shut this shit down. Right. They change the story. They were even trying to change the story in 94 and 97. Yeah. And today they just stopped trying. Because, okay, if it's what they're saying it was with, what was it, Russian intelligence or something? Mm -hmm. They said that they were trying to see where they were with, like, making atomic bombs. Right. You're still not going to go to those extreme measures to make it that crazy to get into to this day, if that's what it was. I think... Well, I'll let you keep going, and then I'll tell you what I think. Okay. So this is a question that a lot of people have. Was Roswell's UFO from the USSR? Another questionable theory advanced by the book Area 51 an uncensored history of America's top secret military base, states that the crashed flying vehicle was neither extraterrestrial nor the work of U.S. spies. Rather, it was an unconventional plan to induce widespread American panic implemented by the Soviet strongman Joseph Stalin. So, that is a pretty good assumption. That's an excellent hypothesis. So an unnamed source who worked as an engineer at Area 51 for the defense contractor EG&G told the book's author Annie Jacobson, a veteran national security journalist and Pulitzer Prize nominee, that the program had been designed by Nazi concentration camp doctor Joseph Mengele. Oh, no. So Mengele? Mengele. No way. Yes. Do you know who Mengele is? Super good with names. No. You don't know who Mengele is. Dr. Mengele was that psychotic doctor that you hear all those horror stories about where he would take like people and like lobotomize them or like he would take like. Have you talked about him before? Because the name sounds familiar. Dr. Mengele was a fucking monster. He would like take women's uteruses out for no reason. He would cut children open and perform unnecessary surgeries. And oh my God, he was Oh, my God. He's one of the worst men in history. Well, right here it says, according to the source, adolescent children were deformed by the Soviets to resemble aliens. And then, well, this actually doesn't sound. I mean, you were saying Mengele did that, but this is getting a little far-fetched here. Um, Adolescent children were deformed by the Soviets to resemble aliens and then deployed in an aircraft to fly over the New Mexico. I mean, that's a little uh, extreme. I don't, I don't know about all that. But. Yeah. But it goes in that same, like, vein like you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Because they might be using his reputation as, like you were saying, messing, like, cutting open kids and shit. Yeah. And people might believe it because they knew he did shit like that. Mm-hmm. But to fly them over New Mexico and crash them. Well, not only that, Dr. Mengele was German. In Germany. He was not a Russian yeah, I don't know why. Well, He's a yeah, Nazi. he came out of nowhere in this story, but but according to the book, Stalin's plan was for the children to climb out and be mistaken for visitors from Mars. Panic would ensue, and America's early warning radar system would be overwhelmed with sightings of other UFOs, so that they could, I guess, potentially attack America because their systems are going to be overrun. It sounds like they're trying with that story. It sounds like they're trying to get the focus off the American government and blame the Russians so people would stop being like, what are you hiding from us? Oh, that's a good point. That's what yeah. that, because they're like, we can't think of any more lies. Right. That's the, that sounds like. Yeah. Put it on Stalin. Get it Get the heat off us. So this says that theory could go some way in explaining the wreckage described by Jesse Marcel Jr., 
the son of the intelligence officer named in the initial press report. According to Marcel Jr.'s book, The Roswell Legacy, his father brought some of the UFO wreckage home, allowing his son to handle the debated debris before he took it to the base. Where's this debris now? They took it to the base. Dumbass. Well, they're probably like, we will shoot you in the head if you don't deliver all the (laughs) debris. (laughs) Marcel Jr. wrote that the material was metallic and I could see what looked like writing. At first, I thought of Egyptian hieroglyphics. I was just about to make a hieroglyphics joke. (laughs) No shit. That's what he like legit thought it looked like. That's funny. But he says, but there were no animal outlines or figures. They weren't mathematical figures either. They were more like geometric symbols, squares, circles, triangles, pyramids, stuff like that. So literally anyone could have done that. Yeah. A kindergartner could have done that. He was 11 years old at the time. The Cold War was only just beginning. Could the young boy have been reading the Cyrillic alphabet um, for the first time, allowing his imagination to do the rest? On this, Schmidt and Launius agree. (laughs) It's not likely. There's no evidence in any Soviet archives that there was such experience as this, says Launius. (laughs) Says Launius. Launius. And if the intent was to generate panic, it failed utterly and miserably because they shut that shit down immediately. Mm -hmm. So that is the summary of what happened there. But there was a guy who went to Area 51. I believe he was, he had to be um, military or something. And he claims that he saw a living alien that was there and like some other wreckage and shit. And he didn't say anything about it until he was dying. He said on his deathbed. It's probably safest. Because, yeah, because he knew they would take him out. So this former CIA agent claims to have seen a gray alien and the crashed spaceship from Roswell at Area 51 in a shocking deathbed confession. Hmm. So the man who allegedly had, allegedly had kidney failure and just months to live, told UFO author Richard Dolan he saw an extraterrestrial being interrogated. So there's a video of his confession, which we could probably post on Facebook. I don't think we'd do it on Instagram, but... Mm-mm. So he did an interview with this guy, and the interview was filmed in 2013, and it had been released on the Open Minds UFO website. The clip explains how the man allegedly served in the U.S. Army before working for the CIA and on the U.S. Air Force Project Blue Book, which investigated sightings of UFOs. So after Roswell, they funded this project called Project Blue Book. All that was in that project was examining UFOs, basically. Mm-hmm. But that didn't start till after Roswell. Right. So it was like they wanted to know if there, in fact, really was, I guess, or if we, or it could have been like if we had to be worried. Right. You know, like we were under attack. Right. And some people say Project Blue Book is like still a thing. They still have people who pay attention to that stuff to make sure. Well, I mean, think about how many people claim to have been abduct- abducted by yeah. aliens. Yeah. I mean, I guess to an extent there has to be some entity that has to like look into their claims. Make sure that these people aren't completely batshit crazy right and they also you know they watch the skies and there's all sorts of satellites i mean all the satellites and and everything i mean there has to be i mean i mean you see 
news articles all the time where we're receiving signals. Yeah. Constantly. I mean, just last week I read that there's one that we're getting a signal from inside our own galaxy. Like a repeating signal from inside. Oh my God, it's like the movie Contact. Yeah. From sending a blueprint. Yes. From our own galaxy this time. And it's like, holy shit. This is the first time and it's almost 2021. I mean, I could go on and on about aliens because... I could not. I know you're not a big believer in aliens, but... I. It's not that I don't believe. Is it a possibility? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm... I have gone to see... To lectures by world-renowned astrophysicists. Mm Mm-hmm. It would be completely naive to think that in the billions of galaxies... Yeah, we're the only life. That we would be the only life... It, I mean, if oh, just to see how small we are. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It is so humbling. And it's like... There's oh, no way we're the only life. The, but it surprises me that you are, like, weird about aliens. You're like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not weird about it. It's just... Well, you're just, like, not interested in it. It's... Yeah, you're right. I'm not interested yeah. in it. And the whole, like, oh, there's a big-headed, bug-eyed, like, what? I I just don't buy into that. I think, do I think that there's something going on at Roswell? A hundred percent. But do I think that there's a green alien with a balloon-shaped head with bug eyes in Roswell? I don't. Do I think that there is something there Mm -hmm. that is a... Probably multi-government hidden thing in Roswell. Yeah. A hundred percent. But you don't think it could be extraterrestrial? I think it's a possibility, but I don't think it's what everybody thinks it is. I don't think that a flying saucer or disc or whatever that somebody found, I don't think it would have been found on a ranch in New Mexico in the 40s. I think that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think it's a cool story and I see why people went fucking nuts over it because yeah. like I said before in the 40s that would have been like oh my god because yeah. they weren't used to seeing a bunch of stuff in the sky all the time right especially in the middle of the desert however I think that was a plant this is just me I yeah. think it was a yeah. plant no I want to hear what you think and I do think that that is like a super I don't know I don't know I don't know what I think. See, I don't think that there's little green men in there, though. I completely disagree, honestly. Good. But that's good. Yes, it is. But so I also, before I finish this, what this guy said, I just saw this um, thing where these twin brothers, they're both cosmonauts. Uh-huh. And they went up to, like, the space station or whatever, and they were identical. They were the same height, like, everything. They were identical twins, but on- one only stayed for, like, say... A couple months, and one was there for like a year or two at the space station, I think. Mm -hmm. When his twin brother came home, he was two inches taller than his twin. But his head was elongated as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what they said on this show was if aliens live in space and they live in that kind of atmosphere, Mm -hmm. like their heads are going to get disformed because that's where they live and they're going to be all like, you know, bloated and whatever. But it depends everything on the gravity of their planet, though. Where would they come from? <laughs> well, I don't know that, but 
it, he made a really good point. Like, this guy looked different when he came back. Yeah. And what would he look like if he was there for, like, years and years? You right. Because it changed him so much. Right. So, an alien coming to Earth, they might change what they look like once they're here mm-hmm. over time, but they're gonna look different. Right. You know? Like, they're gonna be more stretched out or whatever. I mean... Not to say that that's true, but I just thought it was super interesting because mm-hmm. that was true that the twin was two inches taller. But then, like, as he was here, mm-hmm. he just kind of, like, eventually compressed yeah, you go back, back down. Your, yeah. 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 And I thought that, just that alone was super interesting. Yeah. Astronauts, like, grow. Yeah. When they're in space yeah. and then they go back down. Then they, like, shrink back down. Uh-huh. That's, just, like, the strangest fucking thing. Yeah. But then, yeah, he was comparing it to, like, okay, people who actually live up there mm-hmm. are going to look different than we do down here. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah. But, um, so in the late fifties, while Dwight D. Eisenhower was U S president, the man claimed that he toured the facility called S four near area 51 base. He said that he saw the Roswell craft. It looked kind of crashed up. Imagine that was his professional (laughs) statement on that. Is that a technical term or he says, was he just spitballing? Every (laughs) alien that was in there apart from a couple had died. The man described how the spaceship used reverse gravity engineering, claiming he later gained the mathematical code for it. He said that the craft appeared like aluminum foil and was extremely light. During his Area 51 trip, he claimed that he had witnessed a gray alien, which he said looked similar to a person from East Asia. And he saw that alien being interviewed. Oh, really? What language should it speak? (laughs) Just curious. But he said it didn't look human in as far as it had a different skin tone and the shape of his head size. The brain was kind of bigger and the nose was very, very small and the ears were just like holes. The man claimed he told Eisenhower what he had seen at Area 51 and the president looked worried. He urged him to keep the information secret. It is not known if the alleged former CIA agent who wasn't identified died following the recording or... Years later. So it was a man who, it's funny that it shows him and he has a video of him talking, but it's not like giving his name or anything. But we can see you. But we can see you giving the And statement. if he really was a government agent. Yeah. Then anyone could run like any sort of facial recognition software and it would show who he was. Yeah. Well, I, it does. that's not to say that they don't know. Right. Like, they didn't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's he also just true. He just was sick and dying and was like, I need to get this story out. So he called a guy that he knew was like I a need to, I UFO need to researcher. And he was like, I'm going to tell you about it. There was also a woman who somehow, I don't know if like her husband or whatever, she ended up in Area 51 during that time. She said she came face to face with one and she passed out. And when she woke up, she was off the base. Interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know, but no matter what anyone says, A, we are not the only ones in this universe. Not even a little bit. Not even an option. I think that there are multiple. But B, something weird is going on at Area 51. 100%. Something out of this world, maybe. There's no way that it would be locked down the way it is. No. If there wasn't something going on. Something's definitely going on. And because to this day, how many... 60-something years later? If not longer. No, like 80 years later or something. Still, you can't get near it. There's still signs that say they can shoot you if you trespass. I mean, 
what the fuck is going on in the middle of fucking nowhere, New Mexico? You know? This is why I was so upset when everyone that said that they were going to storm Area 51 oh, yeah. backed out. Not only was that going to well, be because they feared the for most their lives. beautiful um, showing of natural selection at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, hello, stupid. But... I was really, I'm not going to lie, I was hoping like that one little sperm would get through the egg. <laughs> and we and would, they would try and climb over the fence. And we would at they least. They would get shot before they even hit the other side. I was just hoping like one little peon would get just a little bit farther than the rest of them just to see what would happen. Here's their first mistake. Putting it on social media. Yeah, you fucking months idiots. earlier so that they were ready for you. Right. We're going to storm Area 51. Yeah. Are like, you? We're going to electrify all the fences. We're gonna They're line already up. We're gonna line up firing squads for anyone who even like gets to the top of the fence. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's so like, yeah, because you can outrun the CIA and the military, <laughs> right? Morons. But I've I am a little bit more interested in the extraterrestrial stuff. So I've looked into more stuff and like I want to eventually talk about Barney and Betty Hill, like their story to Aren't me. Those like TV characters. No. <laughs> oh yeah, you're thinking of Flintstones. Um, no. Barney and Betty? Aren't they the characters on the Flintstones? Yeah, but that's not who I was talking about. Who are you talking about? Did you say Barney and Betty Hill? Yeah. They sound like, weren't there like TV characters named Barney Hill? They're um, Benny Hill. I think there was like a comedian guy, Benny uh, Hill, had a show or something like that. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. About. I wasn't that I, far off. I had to <laughs> dig into my brain for that because I think it's something my parents watch. I know. Yeah. See, I wasn't that no, far No, but off. there's like this, it was like an interracial couple, Barney and Betty Hill, and they had this like lost time thing, you know, like they were driving down, again, like a fucking road in the middle of nowhere. Desert road. They see the light, and I guess they're back at home, they lose all this time. I don't know. I have to look back into it, but Another it's a Matrix really cool thing? story. But I think they start remembering stuff that happened to them during the missed time kind of thing, uh-huh. you know? So... That was that's a pretty cool story. I do want like to get into that amnesia thing, but um, I guess so. Like they just were like they lost memory and they lost time. Yeah, and then they started getting I think some of their memories back. Yikes! But then ancient Egypt, like they have hieroglyphics of things flying in the air, which they shouldn't have even been able to dream about yet because they we didn't have that technology till way longer. Um, things like. Building the pyramids. Like, some people say they got, like, the schematics for it or whatever from extraterrestrials. But they also, like, people have tested this. And I've watched it on TV. Like, when you go back through all the, like, there's, like, fucking all sorts of pathways through a pyramid. When you get to a certain point, your fire goes out. Because there's not enough oxygen to keep it lit. But they were still back there building it in the pitch dark. Like, there's no way. But they found all these hieroglyphics of like an actual battery and it, or not a battery. Well, they did find that, but of um, a light bulb. They show also so, show people coming out of these crafts that are so much bigger than the Egyptian people standing in front of them. And again, yeah, it could be like their way of storytelling. Who knows? But that's what I find so interesting about it mm-hmm. is the fact that they even built the pyramids is like insane. Just like, um, uh, what is it called? Stonehenge. That should have been virtually impossible. Mm-hmm. And they fucking did it. Mm-hmm. Those rocks were like impossible to move. 
and they move them so far mm-hmm. to the top of this fucking hill. Mm-hmm. If you're rolling on top of logs with like, how are they going to keep this heavy ass thing from rolling off the log? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The whole thing. And then you have to stand them up and you have to put them on top of you. How the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, there's so many unexplained things that happen in like the ancient world that we still can't explain. Mm-hmm. And I just find that so fascinating. It's frustrating too, cause there's no way to know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Until they find the proof there and they'll never know if they don't know at this point. I mean, it's almost like in ancient times they had technology that we didn't even know about yet and vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, cause they obviously didn't have what we have today. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously didn't have what we have today, but like. There's just so many things that will never be explained, and it drives me crazy because I'm like, I want to know. Yeah. Like, we couldn't do this today. How come they could do it back then? But we'll never know. Mm-hmm. So it's like a fruitless effort because yeah. you'll never know the answer. And there's all these theories, just like with aliens. There's all these theories, but you'll never really know. Yeah. Unless Independence Day happens, then we're fucked. God, I hope All not. I can hope is if there are alien visitors, that, that they are just here to visit. Aside from every time I hear the word aliens, I think, what was that horrible one with Tom Cruise? Mm. That was a remake. That was War of the Worlds. Yeah, well, that shit was terrible. Yeah, I didn't like that either. And that's what I think of. I think of, like, that giant, imposing, like, oh, you thought there was a sky here? Here's this giant fucking ship and everything coming out of it. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's how Independence Day was. I remember. I liked Independence Day. Yeah, I liked Independence Day a lot, That was a great movie. Yeah. I love Bill Pullman, so. I do, too. But, like... Every, t- every time I hear the word aliens, I think of War of the Worlds. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, But I pass. think, I really think <laughs> aliens is just as plausible as ghosts. I do, too. If not even more. I mean, because they're not even dead things that are coming back. They're like, you know. I believe in aliens, but our topic was Roswell. Which is about aliens. It crash is. landing. It is. I just don't think Roswell is what everybody else thinks it is. That's all. Yeah. I mean, it might not be. And that's the thing. We but that's the beauty of it. We'll we never know. fucking know. Yeah. Because it But that's never the things be, that are the most interesting. It'll never be declassified in our lifetime. You don't think so? No, I don't. Certain things have already been declassified. But is it like, are they hand-picked? Oh, of course they are. Yeah, like things that... When things are classified by the government, there's usually a statute of limitations. But... When the time is coming out for the they classification, yes. Mm. So when the classification is coming to an end, they can reclassify it. Right. Or if something only has a certain level of classification, yeah, they can change the classification level. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like, if it's if they say like, oh, that's above my pay grade. Yeah. That's what that that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Like you're you're not at that level to know what's there. You know what we found out where my sister lives. So, she lives right past Route 666. Yeah. On Slaughter Mountain. Yeah. (laughs) And she found out after they bought the house that there is this UFO sighting on Slaughter Mountain. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And she is so into aliens and stuff. Is she really? Oh my, oh my God. She knows so much more than I do. I never would have thought. Her, Robbie, Gino, my parents, we watch Ancient Aliens like it's our job sometimes. That's crazy. But, and and not that we believe all of it, but, like, that's how we've heard, like, some of these things that have been declassified and stuff like that. Yeah. But Ronnie, oh, man. She is so, so, so into it. And then to find out, she moved on this mountain where there's this UFO sighting or abduction or something. No way. 
Anyways, we hope you enjoyed our talk on Roswell and aliens. And extraterrestrials. Extraterrestrials. And Mandy trying to say the people's names correctly. You always do such a wonderful job. <laughs> I'm good at sounding things out. By if thoughts. it's not spelled phonetically, then I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Jingle bell, bell, bell. Jingle bell.